God is a good God. Maybe I should tuck in my coat now. <laughs> but God is good. Thanking God for uh, being here. Thanking God for his goodness and his mercy. For still being here. Holding on. It's been a long time. But I ain't tired yet. So we just thank God for all of his blessings. Thank God for the, the church. Thank God for our pastor, all the men of God. Just glad to be a part of it. Um, we're going to come from Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 5, and 1 Corinthians 12, 25 through 27. We're going to say a word of prayer. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, just for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for all of your blessings. We thank you for just all that you've done and all that you're going to do. We thank you, oh God, just for being in the church, being a part of the church. We thank you for the anointing that's in this place right now, Lord God, where we feel you moving. We feel you, Lord God. We just thank and praise you and ask that you will bless everyone that will speak tonight. Bless that somebody might cry out and say, what must I do to be saved? We just thank and praise you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 12 and 5. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one member one of another. In 1 Corinthians 12. 25 through 27 that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care one for another and whether one member suffer all the members suffer with it or one member be honored all members all the members rejoice with it now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular we want to use for a thought tonight for members only. For members only. So we just know that from a natural perspective that members only is a organization or a club or certain things that uh, people in the world like to be a part of. And members join a members-only organization because they believe in the cause it stands for and depend on you to advocate for their belief and its, their belief and rights. Membership is fundamental to the function and future sustainability of the associations. People desire to be associated with some of these organizations for status or to be one of the elite or prestige. People want to be associated with certain organizations for political reasons, for financial gain, and some that are exclusive. Some of these elite organizations, people pay a couple of thousands to millions to be a part of. And you pay sometimes monthly or annually to stay in these organizations. We want to talk about another exclusive I mean, really exclusive organization. 
Hallelujah. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, hallelujah, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. The name of this organization is called the church or Inglesia or called out ones, called out of the world into this marvelous light. But this is for members only. The church is a lively living organ organism. The church is worldwide, but it's for members only. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But this is for members only. We just thank the Lord and we thank God, all of those that have prayed for uh, Sister Reed's aunt. And we just want to come back with a good report. And we went there and we went, um, uh, she had a stroke. And uh, we went, she couldn't speak. So we went there, me and Sister Reed and some of our family was there. And we anointed her with oil. And we grabbed hands and we prayed with everybody. And when we got ready to leave, she couldn't, the whole time we, she couldn't talk, she would nod and they let the nurses come in and they do whatever and she either write or say, nod her head. So after we prayed, she, we were getting ready to leave and she looked at Sister Reed and Sister Reed kissed her and she smiled. But how many of you know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So we went home and we went to bed and we got up the next morning and getting ready. I was going to work and whatever. And her granddaughter, her aunt's granddaughter called. And she, she was excited. And she said, Grandma is talking now. Because we, she said, and what Grandma said was, God is a good God. <laughs> hallelujah. Ha. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Because this is for members only. Hallelujah. So we, we, we called and we, we spoke explicitly to the voice box we told the voice box you gotta let that go because she's gotta speak and God heard our cry hallelujah thank you Jesus this is for members only the head of the church that we thank the Lord just for being a part of this church the head of the church is the king of kings. The head of the church is the Lord of lords. The head of the church is the host of hosts. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. And his name shall be called Wonderful, 
Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What is his name? Jesus. Hallelujah. What is his name? Jesus. What is his name? Jesus. Wherefore, God have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But this is for members only. How do we get membership into the church? And of Zion it shall be said, this and that man shall be born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. Ho, oh, everyone that thirsteth, and come ye to the waters, and he that have no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk, without money and without price. In other words, membership is free. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because this is for members only. But there are requirements, though. First, you must repent and be godly sorrowful and turn to God. Second, you must be baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And third, you must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidence by speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. This is when a spiritual surgery is performed and anesthesia is induced called the Holy Ghost and Jesus removes that nasty dirty stony heart and replaces it with a heart of flesh this is sometimes there is something about the Holy Ghost that I can't explain it but I got it I said I got it I remember about 35 years ago, I went under the spiritual knife. And, that, <laughs> and the anesthesia is still in me. And these, this is for members only. Anesthesia will cause you to still have joy. Because see, this don't just go away. This don't go away like, like, like when you really look at this here, I got to close. He messed up my flow. <laughs> but God is good. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so this was 35 years ago, hallelujah, that I went under the spiritual night. And as Bishop brought out, he must have knew I was going to say this, that it was right here, well, it wasn't here, but in the church. And I was up there, and, and, and it was really the first time I had repented. We had all-night prayer. This was probably 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. We're here on a Friday night, and we were praying. And finally... I was there and I was saying, and Bishop was there and I said, if Bishop lays his hand on me, I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. These were my thinkings, but this was the first time I expected to receive the Holy Ghost. 
but I wanted it more than anything in this whole wide world. And that's the only way you get this. You got to want this more than anything in, in this whole wide world. And that's what I felt I wanted. So I said, if he lays hands on me, I'm going to receive. Hallelujah. But I was in that mode of ex expectation. And I, so I'm just calling Jesus, 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 waiting, waiting. And then he laid his hands on me. Not the bishop, but Jesus did. Hallelujah. And, I, and he hit me. And I, I staggered a little bit. Staggered and fell on the floor. I got up because I was still clean. Brushed off. Brushed off and everything. And I started calling Jesus again. And the Holy Ghost hit me again and I staggered again. And I fell down again. Hallelujah. But this time, I said this time, I laid there. I didn't care about how I looked. I didn't care about anything. I started crying for the first time. I was hard. I didn't never cry. Because the Father said, men don't cry. We just stand up and be strong. But I cried that night. I was sorry for the things that I did. I was sorry for how I treated my wife. I was sorry how I wouldn't take care of my children. I was sorry for all the things that I had done. And I cried like a baby. I said, I cried like a baby. I said, I cried like a baby. And then when I got up, I felt so light. I felt so good. I felt like the world had that night. Hallelujah. Me and Sister Reed and we had, we had Haji and we went down in prayer. And I started calling on the name of Jesus. And the Holy Ghost hit me. And I started speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave utterance. I mean, I was speaking. Couldn't stop. Was all in all these countries. All in Germany. All in Europe. Everywhere I went, I was saying, God is a good God. He stopped me off here. He said, you're in this country now. God is a good God. But he brought me through. And Sister Reed called the bishop's father and said he won't stop speaking. And she called him again. It was another two hours. I'm still speaking. She said he still won't stop. And when I got there, they were waiting for me. They were calling for Brother Frank will be to church soon. They said, his father said, Brother Frank had received the Holy Ghost. So everybody was waiting. They was anticipating. But I didn't get to church late because I was bringing people. Always brought people. That's what everybody has to do. Even for this organization. Even for the church. Your primary, after you live right and do what's right, you need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to somebody. Every day you need to talk to somebody on your job, anywhere, tell somebody. So I came to church. Everybody was waiting. And this Holy Ghost, when you get to church, if you really receive it, it's going to speak when you get here. It's going to act up because it wants to let somebody know, I'm in him now. He's mine now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is for members only.
for mercy. We thank you for this time. We pray that you be blessed and that your people be edified. In the name of Jesus, may everybody say amen. amen. I thank in the Lord Jesus Christ for all he's doing for me in my life. Um, the back hurts, but quite frankly, who cares? Um, I'm giving God praise because I can still work. I can still talk. I can still move. Sometimes it feels better to lay down. But God is still good, and I'm still here, so I have a reason to praise the Lord. So if you would turn with me, please go to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Deacon Reed already talked to us about being members only. Well, we're about to talk about a race that is for members only. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto who? The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of who? For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he be wearied and faint in your minds. We're going to talk tonight about a race worth running. And as mentioned, this is a race not for the average track athlete. This is not a race for an Olympian, but this is a race that we all have been initiated or registered into by receiving the Holy Ghost, being washed in the blood of Jesus, and by repenting of our sins. So whether we like it or not, we have entered into this new realm, a spiritual realm, in which it is likened unto a race in this scripture. And so the author, who we believe to be Paul, starts us off by actually pointing us backwards to the saints of old. We talk about Abel, who offered an excellent sacrifice, but was killed because his deeds were good and his brothers were evil. But even though he was dead, he yet testifies still. And we go on to Enoch, who walked with God so close that he was translated. Then we go on to Abraham. Well, actually, let's backtrack to Noah, who had such faith that he built up an ark on dry land before he even knew what rain was. But by faith, he even saved his house. By faith, we learn about Abraham, who left a country to go to a place he knew not. Does anybody know what it's like to move by faith in here? Does anybody know that sometimes others may not understand, but since God said it, you purpose in your heart to do it anyways. And so we read about Abraham, read about Sarai, read about Moses, who chose rather to suffer the affliction of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. We hear about David, we get reminded of Gideon and Jephthah and Barak, and we hear about these people who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises. Does anybody know what it's like to obtain a promise from God? Where's my young people that recently received the Holy Ghost? Because you are just fulfilling the promise of God that in the last days that the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, whether it be young or old, light-skinned or dark-skinned. It's a promise that God has made to us and that since we have received, we entered into this race. And so the author pointed us backwards to bring us up to date today with that since we have such people who have accepted the call of God by faith, and they are not made perfect except when they pass the baton that we grab the baton and now we are set out to run. 
So this race that is set before us, we are instructed to do a few things, and that is to lay aside every weight in the sin that does so easily or could so easily entangle us if we so allow it to do so. So that weight could either be missing church for something that God did not ordain as right. I remember turning in my club life on Fridays to turn into what Sister Sandy is doing now, coming to church, which may be new for her, but she's doing it every Friday night. I remember what it was like to hear the call of God on my life and to not understand what in the world was happening to me, but I knew that God had called me. I didn't know for the reason, but I believed in the God of the Bible, and I wanted to know everything I could. So I laid aside my friends, and I laid aside the rap music, and I laid aside the devices such as uh, uh, the scales for the weed and smoking weed. I lay aside the pills and the mushrooms because I esteemed the promises of God to be a little bit more valuable than the pleasures of sin that I was experiencing. And I have to say that since I entered into this race, I'm not turning back by the grace and the power of God. So since we, we now know that we need to strip down of those things, we need to run this race with patience, or in other words, with endurance. The word endurance comes from this idea of enduring difficulty or hardship, but making a decision that I'm not turning back, that I'm not going to um, excuse myself from the race, but I'm going to continue to push forward through the power of the Holy Ghost. Can somebody say hallelujah? And in part of this stripping down and making ourselves light to be ready to be used by the Lord Jesus, in the course of running, we have a tendency or humans have a tendency to get weary or to get faint or to get faint hearted or to consider thoughts of turning back. But by experience with Jesus Christ and by the commandment of the scriptures, what we should do at this time is do one thing, and that is to look unto Jesus. And we want to look unto Jesus and think about how he was our perfect example. And how for the joy that was set before him, he did something that we all need to do. And that is to take up the cross and push on anyways. For in this walk, Jesus Christ laid the groundwork in the foundation. He blazed the trail that we now all run. And in the process of blazing, blazing the trail, he despised the shame. The world did not love him, and the world's not going to love us. But Jesus Christ put all that aside for the joy that was set before him. And I believe that a huge portion of that joy was just take a look around. Take a look around. Was because he knew you and knew that you were going to be sitting in heavenly places one day. Can somebody say, thank you, Jesus? And so now, as we run this race... We need to consider Jesus, unless we be wearied and faint in our own minds. And how can it not help but to remember what it was like when Jesus first called, caused us to think about something more of than this life, but to think of something much greater, and that is a relationship with our Creator. That is a relationship with our Redeemer. That is a relationship about the one who loved us so that he washed us in the waters of baptism by his own blood. So before you get weary, before you draw back, I want to encourage you to remember Jesus. And if that's not good enough, I want you to think about everything that he's delivered you from. And I want you to consider the testimonies of the saints. When I'm here, I think about. When I'm at home, I think about. When I'm at work, I think about not only my testimony, but the testimony of Brother Tykeen, who was locked up into a contract with a woman that was not his wife. But
but because he esteemed the promises of God, because he knew that this was a race worth running, he moved himself into an apartment where, or a place where he could be with holy company. And even though he was paying rent, he stayed in holy company because he esteemed it a race worth running for. I think about Minister Griffith, who came out of rap music, making uh, music in New York with a recording artist named Remy Martin. But he esteemed the, the, um, to suffer the affliction with the people of God more than rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I think about my brothers Deacon Kirby, Elder Geddes, Brother Daniel Turner, Sister Elizabeth Turner, and some of the other saints that were born in the church and that are still here today because they considered this to be a race worth running for. I think about the saints that received the Holy Ghost in Jamaica that allowed them to travel even over the oceans in the land and they're still here with us today because that Holy Ghost is God Almighty coming come in spiritual form to live in your body. I give God praise because of the, saint, the saints in the testimonies in which they share. So when I think about the goodness of Jesus and I think about how it's been nine years since I've been in the world, I gotta, get, I gotta say, God has been a good God. When I think about Jesus, it's been nine years since I've picked up that same weed, that same nicotine, the same cigar, the same bottle of alcohol, the same pills that they said I needed to survive because Jesus Christ filled my prescription with the Holy Ghost. If you if you've been running and you're not tired yet, why don't you stand up and give God a praise? If you know that this is a race worth running, why don't you stand up and give God a praise? If you're running but you're not tired yet, why don't you stand up and give God a praise? If you know that Jesus has been good, why don't you stand up and give God the praise? Pray for me in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, come before you, thanking you for all that you've done in your power and your anointing. I ask you to anoint tonight, Lord, that your people may be blessed. We thank you for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's turn to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. We're going to read verses 26 through 29. And then give our texts and go. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 26. And he said... So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up, should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle because the harvest is come. I'd like to take for a thought tonight, despise not the small things. Despise not the small things. Well, this is a fundamental principle of life, and it applies in many areas of life, not despising small things. Great businesses have started from small things. Uh, Amazon, Amazon, you know Amazon, right? All over the place. Uh, Amazon started in Jeff Bezos' garage. Today, Amazon is the world's largest retail distributor. You know Mattel? Mattel is a toy manufacturer that started back in the mid-40s in a garage. One of the women working out of the garage started making dollhouse furniture 
She got her first order when she took her dollhouse furniture down the street to a store. They bought it, and that started her off. And she went from making dollhouse furniture to making dolls. And she made one doll, and she called it Barbie. Today, 58 million Barbie dolls are sold every year. Do not despise small things. So the spiritual application of this principle comes when the Lord Jesus Christ transforms the life of a believer. And that's what this verse is really talking about. Um, transforms it beyond and grows it beyond what our eyes can see. So there's a process, and it's first the seed, then the blade. And scripture says first the blade, but the seed's in the ground, then the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. And then when the harvest comes, we need to quickly put the sickle in because the harvest is here, we need to reap it. And in every stage of life, there are things we should be careful not to despise. And we need to ask ourselves, okay, in this, in what stage of life am I in? And what should I be careful not to despise? So verse 26, he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed in the ground. Okay, the seed stage, the seed stage. In the seed stage, it's important to be careful not to despise invisible things, things you cannot see, because it's, the seed is underground. It's not, you can't see it, but even though it's underground and you can't see it, it's still alive by the power of God. It's still working. The Lord Jesus Christ does wonderful things for you that you cannot see happening. Romans 1.20 said, the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. So the invisible things of God, this eternal power and this Godhead, you can't see it, but they're clearly seen by what's made. So God is clearly seen by what he made. And the invisible things of God that are happening in your life are clearly seen by what he's done already. So you need to be careful not to despise the invisible things that you can't see that God is doing, but you need to focus on what God has done for you already. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, the blade. Verse 28, for when the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade. So if you're in a blade stage of life, it's important that you be careful not to despise small things. Don't despise small things. The blade is really small, but with an eye of faith, you see that from this small thing, because of this small thing, big things are coming. Elijah, the prophet, was looking for rain that brought relief to Israel. And he sent his servant back and forth seven times. And the servant, the seventh time, the scripture says in 1 Kings 18, 44 40 through 46, came to pass the seventh time. And he said, behold, there riseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Elijah, go up. Send to Ahab, prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass, meanwhile, that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Ah, Elijah had this eye of faith to see a little, when he saw a little cloud, he knew big rain was coming. So with an eye of faith, you need to see. Deliverance 
uh, in one toe means that your leg will be delivered. Deliverance in one course means that you're going to get that diploma. Deliverance from one filthy movie means you're going to be free of pornography. Deliverance from one argument means your marriage will be saved. Deliverance in one unbelieving thought means that you'll be that stronghold that's bounding your mind will be broken and you'll be set free. It comes down to deliverance. When you see the small thing, you know the big thing is coming. Ah. And the ear. Verse 28. The ear has no corn in it. Ah, but it's still, it's still corn, even with no corn in it. When you're in the ear stage of life, be careful not to despise incomplete things. It may not be done completely yet. It may, have, it may not have come together yet, but it's coming. And you need to praise the Lord for what's coming. Habakkuk 3.17 through 19, although the fig tree will not blossom, Neither shall the fruit be in the vine. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat, and the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herds in the stall. What did he say? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he makes my feet like hinds feet, that he make me, make me to walk upon mine high places, to the chief singer with the string instruments. When you're in the corn stage, corn will come. Even if it's not here yet. Ah, he said the, the fig tree will not blossom. There will be figs. Ah, he said the fruit will not be in the vines. There will be fruit. And he said the labor of the olive tree shall fail, but olives are coming. You got to be ready when the, the harvest comes. Ah, that's the last stage, the corn. When you're in the corn stage, you got to move. He says immediately he put that sickle in the ground. So when the Lord, sometimes you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, but when the corn, when, when the corn stage comes, you got to be ready to move. And so it's sensitive to the spirit. You got to, when the spirit is moving, you got to be ready to move. When you're seeking the Holy Ghost and you feel the presence of God, immediately open your mouth. Immediately praise the Lord. You got to be ready to move. And when, and, and when you're in that stage where you're ready to move, the Lord can do something for you. Despise not small things. Despise not invisible things. Despise not incomplete things. Be ready to move when the hand of God is upon you and the Lord will bless you. God bless you.